welcome everyone to an online friend simulator because everyone can use a friend, even online. I am Francis, aka the other guy, and I want to thank you for downloading, listening to, and sharing this show with others. This is the place where hopefully you feel a little less alone. Hopefully you share some stories with other people. Hopefully you find connection with either, either myself or anyone who contributes to the show. This place is for you because this is a world that is feeling a little less connected, a little more disjointed, and we can all use a place where we can find some common ground. And this is hopefully that place. And, as always, hopefully it helps you fall asleep, because now I'm using acid jazz, as well as using my smooth jazz voice um, on the radio. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Happy Halloween, everyone. Hope everyone is having a fine, spooky holiday season, I guess. I mean, this is is the beginning of the holiday season, as I think I mentioned before. So, happy Halloween, everyone. If you have kids, hopefully you're enjoying getting that candy. If you don't have kids, hopefully you're enjoying eating that candy you bought from the store. (laughs) I know I am. I haven't, I haven't done Halloween in so long. I haven't experienced Halloween properly in such a long time. I don't give out candy. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't, I don't obviously go to door to door or anything to to get candy. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. And, and I don't go to any Halloween parties. So hopefully, hopefully you guys are finding some way to kind of enjoy, um, this, uh, scary time of year. Uh, I don't even go anymore to the, uh, to the haunted, uh, like mazes or, or we have here, we have not scary farm and, uh, Halloween horror nights over at universal studios. Even, Disney themselves have uh, an evening dedicated to anyone young or old to dress up and just enjoy the park after dark and just experience it in a way that only family-friendly Disneyland could do. But that's beside the point, I guess. Let's dive right in. Hopefully uh, we can... Get some stories of Halloween shenanigans in the next episode. But yeah, I, I don't have any at the moment. But like I said, we're going to dive in. Let's talk about what's going on with me and then uh, go with the topic of the week as well as share your feedback that you were so kind to leave via email, voicemail, etc. So thank you so much for doing that. Really do appreciate it. So let's talk, which is very odd. I haven't quite gotten used to it, even 20 some episodes in. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on. In my neck of the woods. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? So I recently went to the LA Comic Con this past weekend. It's kind of the main thing I wanted to talk about because I haven't been to a convention in quite some time. Normally I go to conventions by myself, especially if they're local, because, well, I, I enjoy the atmosphere. It's not every day you get to go to some place where you can be with like-minded nerds and geeks who may also have that same type of shyness and introversion that I do. And it's just fun to be around other people who just kind of like the same things you like. And I wish that was the case with this convention. Now, this is no knock on the convention itself. I thought LA Comic Con was very good. 
I spent a day there. I spent Saturday there. Went to one panel, walked the entire show floor. Technically, I went to several other panels because they have a main stage on the actual show floor, which I think personally is ingenious. It allows for anyone who wants to see kind of the big stars, it allows them space to go ahead and do that because when you limit these stages to these rooms, you know, you only have so many chairs, you don't have only so many seats, and then you have to keep people out here. It's standing room only. You have pretty much the entire show floor. If you have access to the screen, which is actually a lot of real estate and you get to enjoy other people's, you know, other, other celebrities and, and people of note who wanted to talk about whatever they wanted to talk about. Even had a satellite in from Kevin Smith in regards to to Stan Lee that people wanted to see. It was really great, and I think it's a it's a testament to the. I mean, they've done it before. I shouldn't say that this is like a brand new thing. They, they did it in previous years, um, but yeah, I thought I, th- I think that is just a great idea, and it again it allows people to see things that normally I think other people would miss, and still be able to do the shopping, <laughs> which is I guess the big part is they get to do the shopping uh, at, at the at the different booths while also enjoying whatever is happening on the main stage. So it's it's a very smart idea, but anyway, again, no knock on this convention, none at all. But I continue. To experience what I experienced when I went to Santa Monica, I think it was either last week or the week before. I am feeling like going to these events are are less impactful to me going alone. I used to be fine going alone. I used to be perfectly fine attending these things all by myself because it was, I was press, I was doing it for a you know, a podcast or I was writing a blog post about it. Like I had purpose, I had meaning and I would go and I would, you know, attend all of these different panels and I would, you know, take note of the show floor, the, the, the way that they have it set up and, and cosplay. And like, what is it about the show that makes it unique? And I would do all this stuff. And I went as a regular attendee instead this past Saturday, and it changed my whole outlook on the thing because I felt being alone was heavy on my shoulders. Like I felt it, like I felt it and it wasn't fun, (laughs) which is weird because I could tell like, this is a fun convention. I saw the faces of the other people there and people were having a good time and the setup is great. And the panel the one panel I went to, which was about comedy, had a ton of people in it, and and the cosplayers were really into it. So much so that there was even an impromptu dance floor <laughs> outside of the show floor. Just there's this big kind of open area, and the hip hop stormtrooper had his boombox and and just had people dancing to like the Macarena and to Gangnam Style and to um never going to give you up. Like it's, it was hilarious how, and it just how relaxed and how laid back this convention was that again, an impromptu dance party happened right in front of me. Like it was great. And again, I could see that people were having a good time. And my, again, this is just my, based on my observations. I, very few people were by themselves. As a matter of fact, I think 
I tried to take note of anyone who may have been by themselves so I didn't have to feel so alone. <laughs> and there were very few people who were just by themselves. Um, that weren't press or weren't exhibitors or weren't guests, you know, like they, uh, very few actual congoers go to these things by themselves. And it makes sense. This is a communal event. This is a thing where you share with other people. And I went fully, fully knowing that I wouldn't be sharing this with anyone, but those who follow my Instagram and whatnot. So it was a little, I won't say it was, it wasn't disappointing. It was just, I felt it, you know, I felt the weight of it. But still, despite me being an introvert, despite not really going there to interact with anybody, I did go with my trusty Darkwing Duck shirt. And if if no one has ever seen my Darkwing Duck shirt, it's my shirt that I wear to every single convention because it always, always, without fail, gets a reaction from other people. And I think I got my best reaction at this convention. Now, mind you, only about a handful of people noticed the shirt, which is perfectly fine. I do, <laughs> it's a double-edged short sword. I don't necessarily want people to stop and talk to me, but at the same time, I do wear it to be noticed because it is Darkwing Duck with the in the Batman the Animated Series shadowy stance like it's it's used for like promotional material and i think like the the title card for batman the animated series but it's darkwing duck in shadow in what looks like to be gotham but of course it's saint canard and you know a couple of people said oh man that's an awesome shirt oh man that's great but one person i've never heard this before from anyone before and it was really very nice it was very sweet this guy um I don't want to say it's sweet. I mean, it's fine. Like, whatever. I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm getting to the point of singledom where things are cute and sweet now, I guess. I don't know. But anyway. Um, which I'm getting, which I brought that up for a reason. I'll get to, to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, the guy, I'm, I'm just standing there kind of looking at a, at a booth. Guy comes up to me and says, dude, that is the best t-shirt I've seen at any, at, at, well, not at any, at this convention. By far, the number one best shirt. That's awesome. And I'm like, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And he walked on. I'm like, the best shirt in the entire convention. Like, there's thousands of people here. <laughs> I can't imagine this is the best shirt there. But I rarely ever see anyone else with that shirt. And and it was um, it was widely and I which, which is funny because I got that shirt at an at I think Kamikaze, and I remember the booth. It was um, Shark Robot. And I got it from that booth. <laughs> and I'm like, how is this not more known? Like, how do not more how do more people not know about this shirt? But anyway, I only bring up the shirt because I think it's funny. But anyway, single them. All right, so that's the other reason why I went to this convention. I didn't go last year. I didn't go to LA Comic Con last year. Um, I didn't feel up to it. I didn't want to go alone. These last couple of years, I've been going with people to conventions. I, I, I haven't really attended a convention by myself in quite some time. This is one of the few that I've actually attended by myself, and it was weird. WonderCon earlier this year, and then this one. Again, vast majority of conventions in the last couple of years, I had a friend. So the as a result, though, the re, other reason why I wanted to go to this convention was because this is the only convention I know of that doesn't... It doesn't do, like, the speed dating. It doesn't do, like, the... The dating panels. It does what's called, well, it did. It apparently didn't do it this year. <laughs> they do a, a geek singles meetup type of 
panel where a couple of people from a renowned, and I can't remember the name of the, the app, but it's a, it's a geek dating app, encourages a bunch of geeks to kind of come to a room, play games, interact, and get to know each other. And for the years that I've done it in the past, it had been amazing. I had so much fun. I met a couple of acquaintances. I'm friends with a couple of them on Facebook. And yeah, we don't really interact too much. But it was nice to, to kind of meet and, and interact with people in a way that was unthreatening. It's a lot of other introverts. It's a lot of other shy people. It's a lot of, the, a lot of other people who have been unsuccessful in the in the modern dating realm where – Let's face it, dating apps and dating websites, if you're not in the look scale like an 8, a 9, or a 10, you're going to be passed over. Male or female, you're just going to be passed over. And so this allowed us to feel desirable to some degree. And so they didn't do it this year. I should have checked the schedule. They didn't do it this year. And it's really unfortunate. They did, they're, they're instead again doing a dating panel, which I was like, oh, uh, tips on dating. I don't know if necessarily that's a thing that we need. Maybe it is. Maybe we're ignorant to how to date properly, but I, I don't know. I think it's, I think forcing people out of their shell and forcing people out of their comfort zone is a much more effective way. I think I could be completely wrong. It's a more effective way of, of getting people to connect and get people together. Uh, sadly, uh, they didn't do that this year. So, oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> it was a good time either way. But yeah, I was, I was uh, a little disappointed in that. And look, look, uh, I don't like talking about my singledom. I did a whole podcast for many years. I've been single for many, many years. I did a whole podcast on it called Geek Love Radio. If you've never heard of it before, it, I don't think any episodes exist anymore uh, of it out there. And uh, and if it does, it's from another show that I didn't realize had the same name that was years before I started. And I, I apparently have no skill in Googling because this place existed. Like this was a place. It was a, it was a call-in show at a college. Like people were really into it. Mine was just me rambling about heartache and stuff like that and being single. Um, and for those who don't know, it was a therapy to get over my last relationship. That was what I used. I used podcasting as a therapy to get over my last relationship. But that was, again, years ago. And so I came to this weird realization that if you're single long enough, you tend to romanticize things that are rather normal social interactions. Oh, it's so pathetic. Or like, I, it's really pathetic. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but it's really sad. I shouldn't call it pathetic. Cause I, I have been on forums and other places where other people experience the same thing. And it's funny to know that I'm not the only one that kind of experiences this, but there is this weird thing that happens. And I don't know if this happens to women as much as it happens to men. If you're a woman, please let me know if this happens to you. But as a male, any type of positive interaction with a person of the opposite sex or whoever you happen to be interested in, maybe it's same sex, whatever. Male or female, whatever. if you're a single dude and you have a positive, nice interaction with somebody else, you have a tendency to get, a, not, not necessarily smitten, but you, you get a little infatuated. I was like, oh, hello. Someone is treating me well. I haven't been treated what or whatever. Like it's, it's really, 
it's really weird for me to confess that, confess that, but it's true. I, I keep that self to, that that stuff to myself. Like I don't say, "Hey, hey, woman who was nice to me," or "Hey, woman who interacted with me." By the way, <laughs> like I don't do that stuff. But I do find myself kind of like, "Oh, hello, oh, you're you're interacting with me in a very positive way. How nice." And so I, you know, it's like, oh, let me get to know more about you and blah, blah, blah. And it's really just, again, it's very strange for me to admit. And I think it's, 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 um, you know, it's just after a while it creeps up on you, you know, after a while it kind of gets to you and it's like, wow, I, I think again, men desperately like that companionship, whether, whether we, I don't know if it's whether we like it or not, but I think that there is some ingrained thing within us men sometimes and maybe women too. Again, I, I would love to hear from a women's per, woman's perspective on this, but yeah, I've been noticing that lately. It's like it's like people who fall in love with fictional characters, what they read in books or or, or see in the movies or play on. You know, like it happens all the time. Uh, now, mind you, I think this happens more with women than with men. Again, I don't know, um, but like there was a show, for instance, that's out right now um, called Outlander. And people are in love with the main male character, I think, uh, from what I can tell. Uh, people, Twilight, when Twilight was a thing, people were all over. There was the Team Edward, Team um, Wolf Guy. Uh, I know his name. Look, I read the book. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say I read the books. I was doing it for my, my, my person at the time. She, she was reading the books and she wanted me to read the books. So I read the books and watched the movies. Anyway, uh, Jacob. Team Jacob. So they, they, they were, you know, women were getting kind of obsessed over those characters. Um, in the case of movies, uh, Stranger Things, there was this big controversy of older women kind of, um, or women of all ages, I guess, really kind of just fawning over one of the main characters who happened to be fairly young. But it's, it's that thing where we see these fictional characters and, whether we're lonely or not, we have a tendency to, to, we can potentially like have feelings for them that are obviously superficial and obviously kind of routed in that fantasy. But it's, I think as this world gets lonely and lo- lonelier and lonelier, I believe that that's going to be our outlet. I think that's going to be an outlet for a lot of people because our access to just people, our access to what we consider attractive or even what society considers attractive. Who, who cares? Like it's either or we are being des- desensitized and we are, we are not, we are not allowing ourselves to be attracted to those who may not be on a nine, 10 scale in attractiveness because to me, for instance, for, for instance, for me specifically a nine or a 10 to me is a person who is inside and out someone whom I am attracted to. Okay. That seems fairly obvious, but what I'm trying to, I guess the point I'm trying to make here as I ramble (laughs) uh, is that yeah, someone can look amazing on the outside, but who cares? If they're not amazing on the inside, and maybe this is an old mentality, maybe this is an outdated mentality, but if they're not 
attractive on, in both fronts. It, it's difficult to be attracted to them at all. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's just, it's not easy. And so I, I, but I think, but I think because of our access, because of the internet, because of porn, because of, of just this access that we have nowadays, that I think we are now neglecting people who are wonderful, lovely human beings for this kind of weird fantasy analyzation of these people who are unattainable. Like there are a, for, I'm I'm certain there are a bunch of women out there who are looking at these men who have the arrows at the waist, who are buffed out, muscular, like in a dating website, they would pick them over me who I've, I mean, I'm a rather average looking fellow, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I don't think I'm attractive at all, but I mean, I'm just a regular dude, you know. And so it's difficult. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just, it blows my mind that in the world of singledom, like it's, it's just going to be tougher. It just gets harder. And then as you get older, just harder still. And as you get older, harder still, I think. And we're just going to have much more. I, I, th I think, I believe, and I could be wrong. The science might not back me up on this, but I have read a few things where like we are slowing down a little bit, I guess, in our, couplings and attraction and stuff like that. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Single them. Fun. <laughs> Woo. All right. Uh, another thing real quick before I, I'm, I'm and now time for a non sequitur. Before I went to the fine, fine, fine LA comic con, which I still think was great. Despite the fact how I felt <laughs> again, it was, that was on me. Uh, feeling the way I did. I went to meet up with a couple of friends of mine. Now, mind you, mind you, mind you, I haven't met these people outside of, con of a convention ever. More normally, I, I see these people at like San Diego Comic Con. This is the one and only, that is the one and only time I interact with them. So, I must have been starving for friends. I must have been starving for like companionship because I went out of my way to meet with these folk for a few hours to have dinner and to interact. And I would not shut up. I talked their ear off. I was, I, I am having a harder and harder time convincing people that I'm an introvert and shy when it comes to new people. I am. I so am when it's new people. I have very little to say more power to the people who can do small talk. I witnessed it today. A lot of people doing small talk, a lot of people interacting with each other and just talking to each other in a way that I'm like, I can't do that. I have no idea what to talk about in regards to like sports or weather. Like it's hot or it's cold. Like what more do you want me to say? <laughs> you know, like I can't, I can't grow a conversation out of that, but seem, people seem to. So it's very hard for me to convince people that I am an introvert when I'm around other people who I'm actual, who I, whose company I actually enjoy. And it's, uh, these two folk happen to be people I have done shows with. If you've ever seen me on super geeked up, one of those folk was Jeff Burns, the proprietor of that website and show, which who, who has been so kind to, um, allow me to guest co-host this past season of a show. And, 
another friend of ours who is a, who is a contributor and benefactor to the show and um she doesn't have a a, a public at least as far as i can tell i mean she does a little bit but um as as josh would say i'll protect kayfabe in that respect not that it matters i guess i mean um but i don't know anyway so i i felt terrible because i i spent hours with these folk and i could not shut up I just kept telling story after story of things they had never heard of before. And I think I was a little excited to share stories to people who have never known the side of me, who have not learned about my shady past, about like what's been going on in my world. They were genuinely surprised for me to tell like all this stuff. And I once again heard this, the, the, the phrase, you should turn this into a book. Like I, <laughs> maybe one day I'll turn it into a book by, you know, sharing the dark times with new people is always fascinating to me sharing like all of these experiences that I've had is very new to me uh, because I don't normally do that. I'm more of a listener and I'm more of a person who wants to sit back and let another person talk because to me, that's a much more comfortable space. But if I am in a comfortable space with, with you, I will very much likely share a lot of stories and which I did with these folk and they've been very kind and I bring all this up to lead to one particular thing that I find fascinating. And I want to get input from those who are listening. I need to know what you guys think. So I was sharing a story or I was telling, saying something. And I referenced that I am fat. Now I do this quite often because I'm very aware that I am a larger human being. I wear that. I am a very aware that I carry weight. I'm very, very aware of this. Yet. Anytime I bring up my weight to anyone, for the most part, they'll say, no, 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 what? No, what? You're not, you're not fat. Nah, you're, they don't say I'm fine, but they're like, no, you're, no, you're not fat. And then look, I realize that I can, you know, I, I can sit down and I won't have like an apron over my, <laughs> over my legs or something. And I realize that, um, that, that I'm not the most gigantic person in the world. I mean, I don't wear a two XL. I get that. Like whatever. I keep hitting my, my arm here. And look, I, I don't, I'm afraid, I'm not afraid, but I'm always, I'm, I'm always wary to talk about stuff like this because people are sensitive about their weight. I get it. People are sensitive about that stuff. You know, there's, there's terms like fat shaming and whatnot, but this is about me. Okay. And I'm very aware uh, of how unhealthy I, I am. I'm very aware that I'm a large person. I'm very aware that I'm fat. I'm very aware that, that, um, I should be better exercising, eating better. Like I know this about me. I'm very aware about the, uh, uh, very aware of that about myself. I'm totally talking about me. Anyone else who's maybe feeling a little uncomfortable or possibly offended. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking just about me. But the thing I wanted to say, and I think this is why, look, here's me trying to apologize for something that I, haven't done like I'm not calling anyone out, but if I call myself fat, which is a fact, that is a fact that is undeniable. When you see me, it's like, Oh, look, that's a large person. I mean, I just am. Why do people feel compelled 
Is it just mere kindness? Is it, what are they, what, who are they trying to protect by saying, oh, no, no, you're not. It's like, well, wait a minute. I, you're not telling, it's not like somebody else is saying I'm fat. I'm saying that. So why is it? I really don't understand this. Why is it that you have, that other people have to say that? I'm not as, this, this, maybe they think I'm fishing for compliments. I'm not fishing for compliments. I'm not trying to have you tell me, oh, no, you look great, man. Like, I'm not asking for that. When I say that, I'm just putting out the obvious, and it's in relation to a story, or it's in relation to, like, something I'm trying to say. Like, you don't go to somebody, when somebody says, man, I'm so skinny. But like, no, man, you're not skinny. Or whatever. Like, nah, you're fine. I, I, I don't think people say that. Now, mind you, I'm not offended. I'm not hurt by people who say that. I'm like, what? I just don't understand, I guess. It's like, yeah, like, I'm fat. I get it. It's true. It's a fact. Like, what do you want from me? And again, it's in relation to a story. Like, it, 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 it was part of the anecdote I was trying to, to tell. So I guess, are we just in guilt? Is that what it is? Did I just answer my own question? Are we just guilt, feeling guilty all the time? But, but I was again the one who said it about me. Anyway, any insight would be so awesome because I, I I need some I need some clarity <laughs> to that business. I need to know what's going on with that. If you can, <laughs> please. All right. Lastly, this is this is less of a topic. This this is gonna be a little less topic oriented. Um, this is more just me sharing the world in which I live in. Um, and hopefully get your thoughts on that world. Get your thoughts on that, on that stuff. But lastly, um, I was recently approached by someone who I haven't talked to in a very long time. And I, I realized it could be my fault, but I really honestly thought they didn't like me anymore. I really thought that I had done something wrong to them, that I had wronged them in some way. I still like them as people. I still um, like them as individuals and, I just thought, oh man, I, I've, I've insulted them in some way. I've done something to wrong them because they haven't talked to me in like a year. <laughs> you know, like they haven't gotten contacted with me in a year. And then all of a sudden I get a, you know, a text and it was, it was lovely. I was, it was, it was very nice. And it was like nothing had changed. And I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> I'm going to be like, so hey, why haven't you talked to me in a year? <laughs> like I'm not going to pry in any way, shape or form, but. It was just, I don't know, it's it's nice out of the blue to get that. Because, again, I'm a terrible friend. I am 100% terrible at being this whole friend thing. As a matter of fact, I have a friend of mine who I have in desperate need to contact because I haven't talked to them in a while, and I promised I would. So I need to keep that promise. I don't know, it's, it's just weird. Like, it's just weird. It's just weird that... that uh, uh that I am so bad at this whole friend thing. <laughs> and here I am providing a show that hopefully makes up for that. Like instead of being friends with those who are around me, I want to be friends with those who are listening because I think being friends online is these, uh, the friends that I'm trying to reconnect with, you know, that I haven't talked to, uh, uh not the, the pot, the, the, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up my stories. Let me, let me take this back one further. So the ones I need to call, um, who I promised to do and hang out, um, they're not internet people. 
the one who contacted me recently after a year are internet people. And so it's easier for me to, to go through text and go through, um, email and instant message and stuff like that. Like it's easier. And when I say internet people, just using technology to connect via the internet, these other friends whom I promised these stuff with, they're much more analog. They'd probably prefer a letter. They'd probably prefer a phone call. And I'm not very good with that, even though I'm not averse to talking on the phone, but it's just tough for me. It's really difficult for me. And I don't know if you can relate to that. Maybe nobody else can relate to that. And I'm the weirdo, but I'm much easier to communicate when you just hit me up on like Twitter or something, or hit me up on Facebook or hit me up on, on text, like text me. It's very hard for me to call and talk over the phone sometimes. But text me. I'm happy to text. That's good. I'll reply. <laughs> I'll reply. It may take me some time, but I'll reply. Inevitably. Eventually. So, anyway. I just really found it fun that I reconnected with somebody who I used to do shows with and stuff like that. Like, it's awesome. And hopefully... um Hopefully I didn't do anything to, 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 to smite them in some way. <laughs> smite them. Uh, I've been watching too much, uh, that new Sabrina show, but, uh, anyway, there you go. Um, like God, I was like, I'm gonna make this an hour show and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't have a topic like a general, I mean, LA comic Con's the topic really. And just kind of my experiences of introversion, singledom and, and and whatnot. So let's get to the show. Let's let's just so there you go. There's the topic. <laughs> it's a little it's a little more of catch up than anything else. So let's go ahead and uh dive right into the feedback, shall we? Let's get into some feedback, which I think I used this sound effect for that. Let's see. <laughs> don't know why <laughs> um all right uh here we go um this is uh again this i need to like have a specific section for right cow because he is always amazing to provide feedback on the show and he provides feedback here via email you can email the show at ofshow at gmail.com all emails are welcome. Even hate mail. I'll be able to, I'll be more than happy to talk hate mail on here. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I've always want, I think because I want hate mail so badly, I don't get it, but I'm, I'm certain someday someone will give me hate mail and it'll hurt. And I'll be like, yes, <laughs> I'll talk about it on the show. Anyway, escapism is okay, but everything in moderation, of course, well, I'll respond afterwards. I really need to learn to read the whole thing, then respond afterwards. Escapism is okay, but everything in moderation. Don't let escapism stop you from advancing your story. Often when uh, what is worth doing is not comfortable or easy, move out of your comfort zone and expand what you're capable, comfortable doing. Life is not always easy. Life is a struggle. Continuing living Continue living as every new sunrise is a possibility of something better. We all play a role in the life we live in the present. We all play a role in the life we live in the future. Do the best you can. If what constitutes the best that day may be more or less than the day before, and in doing so, you cannot disappoint yourself. Point to counterpoint. Okay, some of your counterpoints are born from experience. Understandable. I don't know why that was all in quotation marks. Maybe I said that. I don't know. I don't think I did. <laughs> Somebody said that. I don't. I know I didn't say that actually. So I don't know why that was in quotation marks. But um, 
Okay. Uh, so yeah, escapism. Yeah. How do I put this? Moderation has always been important for everything. Everything's supposed to be moderation. Drink in moderation, smoke in, well, if you're a smoker, you know, moderation, whatever. Moderation is, of course, key. I've never, you know, it, I think that's, I think I have a little bit of an addictive personality. Um, it doesn't ha- it doesn't come up as often, but for instance, and I hate to go back to the, the relationship thing, but like, I was addicted to my last relationship, um, or relationships in general. When I'm in one, like, that person is the center of my attention. And of course, once the honeymoon is over, phase is over and things get comfortable, um, things get comfortable and you're able to feel comfortable doing other things, but always keeping them in mind. Right. But I, I do have a tendency to get a little addicted to that feeling. And so I, I, I think I have a little bit of that. I'm not really sure. I was never diagnosed with that when I was seeing a therapist. Um, I don't think I ever got to that point. But, like, I don't really, like, do anything in excess, you know, at least for long periods of time. Like, right now, yeah, Persona 5 is my obsession. But once I'm done, I move on. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't just keep obsessing over it forever. I haven't found something I've done that with yet. Uh, I've been very fortunate that I don't, that, that my, I guess my addictions are, I guess it's not addiction then. Cause I can, I can, I, it's not that I don't, I can stop whenever I want. It's just that once I kind of meet my goal and kind of meet my criteria, like for instance, in regards to this game, all I want to hit is platinum. Once I hit platinum, I'm done and I'm going to move on with life and find some other vice or something or do something. But, um, yeah, uh, I've always struggled with doing things that have made me uncomfortable uh, because I think the last time I did that, I got bitten so hard and hurt so bad by it that I just, you know, twice bitten, once bitten, twice shy is the is the uh, the phrase. I'm so shy, not shy, but I'm so reluctant to step out of my comfort zone because I have been hurt and disappointed so often like you know for instance like let's say there's uh, let's say there's like a bucket in front of you with like uh, like a little covering over it and you can stick your hand in and at some point you, and it, it, it that's your comfort zone so your comfort zone is not sticking your hand in the bucket with like the little cover but to step out of your comfort zone, you stick your hand in there because there's a potential for something good to come out when you pull your ba- your hand out of that bucket. You might come out with, like, gold or, you know, you might come out with, like, laughter or whatever. Like, you'll, you'll come out of it with something positive, right? Well, I think, like, I'm fairly certain, at least in my own experience, I've stuck my every so far every time I stick my hand in there in, in uh, when I stick my hand into the the outside comfort zone I've come up with like broken fingers or cut up you know cut up hands or something like I haven't gotten anything positive quite yet stepping out of my comfort zone which is why I'm so hesitant to do so now because every time I step I, it, yeah yeah there's risk there's always risk involved and and I hate that I'm 
almost advocating, like, don't take risks. Don't step out of your comfort zone. You know, I think, I think, you know, the things like that are, are kind of correct and kind of not. I, I don't know. I, I think that if you can, if you have the courage to step out of your comfort zone, more power to you. And if you're willing to risk it, awesome. I think that's perfect for a lot of people. But I also think, statistically speaking, I think there's the, there's a set number of people where I think they're perfectly fine being comfortable and not taking that risk and staying in their comfort zone because, well, it's a scary world out there outside that comfort zone, you know? And I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be that person who can't step out of that comfort zone. I don't know. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, I don't know. It's hard to keep wanting to go there. How do I put this? It's hard to keep wanting to, to take those risks and to take those chances Knowing that they're that more often than not, nine out of ten times you're, you're going to get hurt in some way, shape, or form. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll have the courage again to do it. Maybe one day I'll have the. But I, I, I the the few times I went out of there, man, it hurt. You know, <laughs> it hurt bad. And I mean, I stepped out of my comfort zone for a lot of different things, and I thought maybe, just maybe, this is it. Like I had hope. You know, I had hope, like, this is it. This is going to be the good one. I'm going to go ahead, step out of there, and there's going to be a positive response to this experience. And I realize the negative experiences are learning experiences. Those are learning opportunities. You are able to learn, learn, learn from every single time you go out there and do the thing that you're afraid of. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired of learning. I don't know. Or maybe not. Like, who knows? Maybe this is, I mean, I haven't delved, you know, I haven't delved too much on on my psyche as of late. Maybe this is a side effect of depression. Maybe we we just are, we are just mentally, chemically adverse to wanting to take those risks. I don't know, but there you go. I was going to play a voicemail. Let's see if I can. Um, This voicemail comes anonymously even though um if you've listened to my uh other podcast you'll know exactly who this f- person is but as he remained anonymous i will so leave him anonymous um as he leaves this fine fi- what I hit? fine fine voicemail <laughs> for y'all to hear all right here we go hi um online friend stimulated I mean, uh, well, never mind. I really, really like to say, in all honesty, I, I uh, very much enjoyed the intro music to uh, most recent episode from October 25th. Um, bye. <laughs> well, I'm, I had a hunch you were listening to the show as well. I'm glad that you're, you like that uh, new intro. It is, um, it's from this. This uh, musician whom I like, I like, I, I like his music. Um, his name is Kevin McLeod. The name of the song is Acid Jazz. He's really good. I like his style. I think that's why I keep using his music as kind of filler. So, I mean, I did in the past use it as filler songs before Dave the Drummer who, uh, wrote me my my themes for my other podcast. But I really like his style. So that that was what you were hearing. Um, 
in regards to the the intro music to the show. And that's what and and that's I'm not changing it anytime soon. So that's what you can be hearing for a while. Uh, is that so? Uh, just be aware of that. All right. Well, if you want to leave a voicemail too, I should probably leave the number three four seven four five zero four three three five is a voicemail. If you are at all interested in leaving a message, you can also, if you're at all compelled to, you can go ahead and send in a text. I get texts. This this place this 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 is a text message friendly show. Same number three four seven four five zero four three three five. Okay, that's it. Thank you everyone again for listening. Much appreciated. New show soon. All feedback is welcome. At aka the other guy is for me on the uh, Twitter and Instagram and things like that. If you're at all interested in uh, leaving a review, Apple Podcasts or even like Google Play or wherever you happen to be downloading the show, that'd be so appreciated. Those reviews, the five-star reviews and, and all that stuff, that helps expose the show to other people and lets other people know that the show exists. So any type of, of, of help like that is greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. You know, I have means of like, you can, uh, of kind of donating money to the show, but right, most importantly is just getting it out there. Um, I really want to be able to, to, to share this with other folk, um, if possible. And I can definitely do that with your help by giving those reviews on again, wherever you happen to be listening to this show. All right. I haven't quite thought of outro music. Uh, in regards to like, um, you've got a friend in me. That's kind of like the way I used to end shows that you've got a friend in me and I would sing the song, but, um, uh, no, I, I I'm going to have to either find like a cover or something, something that I can play at the end. Um, hell I play, I play the, <laughs> I played the, the enterprise theme for another show. I don't know why I just, bite the bullet and, and just kind of play a little outro with that song. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, that th- just let you know. It's just a reminder that the with Online Friend Simulator, you have a friend in me. Talk to you all next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>